Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Hooligan Report. Uh, we're back this week with a full panel after the one-on-one -on -one last week, but I've got Boyan back. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm also joined by Cookson. Hello. And we've also got Friar Tuck along. Representing the dark blue member of the Big Four. <laughs> well, exactly. I was going to say we've got a, uh, winners of grinners this week. You both had um, both sets of teams have had pretty decent results. So let's talk through the um, Leicester game first of all, because I mean that was just an incredible comeback, um, and I think it pretty much captivated the whole big footy board who'd, who'd set up for it. <laughs> Certainly did. Our motto is foxes never quit, and uh, what better than that, eh? Oh, mate, absolutely. I mean, at half-time, I think we were all being a bit critical of Leicester's play. I think you're a bit open in defence um, and, and losing the ball a bit in midfield. But I think it was you changed formation around the 60-minute mark or, or you moved Mares into the midfield or uh, central figure in the midfield. And that really changed the, the pattern of the play, really. Well, that's correct. It started from uh, it started from subbing off, uh, from subbing off uh, Okazaki for, for Dyer. So we got a... So we had a bit of extra pace, uh, we shuffled things around. So Mares was already central at that point. Then uh, the next step was to, well, unfortunately, get rid of the ones that weren't performing as much. Big one was Inler. He he looked a little bit tired from his uh, from the England games, and uh, he was losing possession a fair bit. We needed a bit of extra pace. Uh, got on Conte in that central midfield, and my God, was he great! Yeah, I mean. You don't want to be too critical of someone like Okazaki, I suppose, because he's he's travelled a lot of miles during the international break. So, I mean, that excuses it somewhat, um, and perhaps Inler as well. But those subs certainly did make a difference. And, and Mares once again, um, he's had some sort of start to the season, hasn't he? I think ever since April, actually. This has been going on for a fair while. He's been, well, he's been one of our central figures, well, for our big, for our huge running form and... Uh, well, the good times keep rolling, but as noted, I believe the center, the attack, the central role is actually more suitable for him. So he doesn't have to do as much defensive duties, which, which you may have noticed, the lad actually picked up his game once uh, Mares was further up the field, and we had Dyer doing the de doing some defensive work down there. Do you think Ranieri will stick with that into going into future games, Mares in that central role? I sincerely hope so because I think our best football is three-five-two, with uh, with Mares behind the two strikers and we're playing the three centre backs. So I really hope Wazzle comes back and uh, fills in that third spot. I mean, Delac can play that role, but I feel more confident with the three big boys at back. So we don't we, we didn't actually concede much. We actually got to think about five clean sheets in that run in that in that end of season run. So we'll be more sound once we get those three backs. And I mean, yeah, you you play three five two, but you've also, I think, was it last season you were playing the three four three? But I mean, that might have been a roughly similar formation. But um, I seem to remember you lining up three four three a bit and thinking that was a pretty aggressive formation. But obviously, it seemed to work out uh, pretty well for you guys. Yeah, that's what. Well, we have to play to our strengths, and that is full on pace and attack. And uh, well, eleven go eleven goals so far this season. I did tell uh, Jats that. Uh, we have one of the best attacking lineups in the season. I think, honestly, I honestly say it would be a top. It's a top half one. I mean, we weren't that far off. I think we were about eleventh last season, and there were a few games we weren't scoring goals. So, if we keep playing that sort of football, I think we will definitely be up there as an attacking force. Boyan and Cookson, did you guys catch the match? I saw some of it. I mean. After that Spurs Sunderland game, you really needed to reward yourself with a pretty entertaining, <laughs> a pretty entertaining follow-up. Um, if you went to bed after the Tottenham game, you would have been kicking yourself. Oh yeah, it was a pretty decent comeback. I mean, I only saw it from the second half. Leicester played very oh, well. That's the best bit, isn't it? Cookson, Bojan, do you know of another game that Leicester came back from? <laughs> I think it was the no, uh, one-year anniversary of that this week as well, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> what game? I don't recall any game. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's who's likely to finish higher on the table, United or Leicester? That's a silly question. <laughs> Leicester, obviously. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have asked it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Leicester started off in good form. I mean, realistically, their goal now is to try and consolidate at least top ten position. 
I'm an I'm an agreement of that. I think the owners were aiming for top ten, and I think with our squad, we can definitely do that. Not only have we got a good starting eleven, but we have a really good we we we've got some really good depth as well. And I expect to see more of that in the cup game against West Ham. There's a lot of good quality there. I think it's a fine line for Leicester at the moment, and I think Ranieri is probably walking on the cautious side of that. Where I think after the game he said something like. Um, uh, you know, we've only got to get another 29 points for safety or something, you know, 11 points gained, 29 to go or something. And I mean, I can understand that mentality of just sort of keeping everything in perspective and saying, you know, first step is to secure safety and then and go from there. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to sort of limit the squad in terms of the way they view the season and, and what sort of points target they should be going for. Um, so I think it is a fine line at this stage, but... You know, you got stoked this weekend. If you if you knock that one off as well, then I think you can sort of start to forget about, well and truly forget about relegation. <laughs> well, that makes a welcome change from last season. We were the strongest team last season, that's for sure, lifting all of your blokes up. So uh, hopefully, um, hopefully this time we'll we'll have ourselves a good run. Not, I don't think we'll see a repeat of that of that losing streak last season. But um, well, what Ranieri says is right. The first goal is to try and get that 40 as soon as possible because we have a really tough run during December and, well, in April. So we want to try, just ensure that we're a bit safe. And then once the once the pressure is off, just let loose and try to go for a high score, basically. For sure. Um, your Red Devil counterparts in the top four now had a, also had a pretty good win on the weekend, 3-1 against Liverpool, and a debut goal for Anthony Martial. Uh, who Boyan was in raptures about last week, so he's <laughs> even more impressed this week. How did you find his um, his goal? Oh, fantastic! It was as he was as he got, as he drifted out to that left hand side, and I and I, you know, watching it and seeing Sturdle, you're just thinking, just run at him, run at him, and and see what happens. And you can almost see him pick the ball up and look, and then he realizes it's Sturdle, <laughs> and he sees facing behind, and he just sprints at him. Yeah, and I and he's just got that close control. Oh, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. The close control, shift feet, and and the composed finish. And for a 19-year-old on debut, bloody good on him. Can't ask more than that. Strong against Paul. I mean, brilliant debut goal. I mean, he got the ball from Young on the left, just looked up, ran. It made the Liverpool defenders shit themselves, which admittedly <laughs> is not a very hard task. But it's just brilliant goal, justified from. He keeps doing that. The thirty-six to however much million we're paying will be a bargain. Which Mara's was the best? Four fifty k. What's that? Mares was only four fifty k. Well, it's amazing. I mean, who? There was a tweet or something after the match saying that whoever scouted Myrez deserves a, a pay raise or, or something, because uh, that you know you can find some absolute bargains out there. Um, which which do you reckon was the best goal of the match though, um, Martial's or Benteke's? Benteke's was better, but when people complain about Martin Tyler's commentary, just remember Benteke's came out of nowhere and was a consolation goal. A good oh, one. I got them back in the match. It was only two one after he scored, I suppose. Yeah, but still, it just didn't. It just felt consolation. -y. That's a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Maria Martial's was a first goal for a 19-year-old after heavy scrutiny. Martin Tyler's not biased. He commentates for moments. Yeah, correct. Because if he was really biased, why would he shout Agüero? If he's a United yes. supporter, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. Sorry, Bayan. I actually enjoyed the the other two goals. Um. From oh, United, I lips. thought the it was a yeah, beautifully the, taken penalty, wasn't it? <laughs> wait, hey, wait. <laughs> so the 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 set piece was worked really well um, for Blindstrahl. The way Schweinsteiger basically ran straight into Pline, so he couldn't intercept the crossfield pass and a really composed finish from Blind. And the great thing for all Man United fans is. And the Herrera is our number one penalty taker now. So surely Van Gaal has to play him every week. He can't leave him on the bench. He has to play Herrera. So that's, that's why penalty. I was very happy with that goal. First penalty ever taken at senior level two, but 
on blind skull, you could see him free on slight side camera angle view on the replay. He was free. There's only Fellaini in one line of like five defenders. I mean, surely someone <laughs> in Liverpool's like, we probably should mark this guy. Do you think Lovren might have pointed it out and they all just trying to turn around to him and just said, shut the hell up? <laughs> well, maybe. But probably the best player on that pitch, though. Speaking of bargains, let's talk about Bastian Schweinsteiger. Basti. Football drop. I mean, just... He looked... He's now beginning to get fitter and he's just dominating, doing little deft passes... I mean, he's a football god. Football god. Shall he's we say? Six and a half million pounds. He's a football god. Uh, the other big result at the weekend was obviously Everton's win over Chelsea, and it's kind of going from bad to worse for Chelsea. I mean, we'll talk in a minute about their um, Champions League result, which was at least a step back in the right direction. But uh, in terms of domestic form, they're really, really struggling, and I mean, they're barely outside the relegation zone. After five games. It's okay. It's right, isn't it? It's okay. <laughs> Relegation, not important. We can top ladder. Well, it'll, it'll be really enjoyable at the end of the season when we switch places with them in the leagues. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go up, they'll go down. <laughs> Wave at them as we go past. <laughs> it does follow a common theme, though. Mourinho's third seasons is when everything goes to shit. And Stephen Naismith with the hat-trick off the bench is pretty pretty decent. <laughs> He's a funny one, you know, Naismith, because he always does well against United too. He kind of, he doesn't look like much of a player, but he just seems to have these, have these moments against the big sides. And he, oh, he just tore Ivanovic a new one. He just murdered him. It was, was fantastic. I was out at a pub with um, a whole bunch of mates watching this. There was an Everton mate and a Chelsea mate, and the Everton supporter basically said that if Naismith scored a hat-trick, this was before he'd come onto the pitch, he said, if Naismith scores a hat-trick, I'll buy you all pints. So by the end of the game, we were all, we were all pretty happy with the result. But um, um, perf- perfect hat-trick as well, which is pretty impressive. But um, you'd expect he'll be starting the next few games at least. Um, he's, he's a good servant of that club. He deserves to start at, at, at least next week. So, <laughs> you'd think so. Um, yeah, just, I mean, all, all three goals were very well taken and Everton obviously did the, did their homework and obviously saw the way that um, Palace attacked Chelsea and just did the same thing. Maddich scored a pretty decent consolation goal as well, but... Um... Yeah, I guess it, there's, there's not much else to say about Chelsea from that game. I think Fabregas had a, another incredibly poor game. I mean, I saw the stats, but you know, no no tackles completed, no aerial duels won, no crosses, no uh, assists, no no any no shots, no anything really. Four hands behind the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like Fabregas shouldn't really be making tackles and all that, but they look really concerning. Well, he should be. I mean, he should be making crosses or, or shots at least. You would expect. I mean, if he's if he's not going to be counted on for his defensive efforts, he needs to be doing something off- offensively. Like the fingers of Fabregas, as you look at his career, he started out really strong at Arsenal, and he had the full kind of mullet there. Now with no hair, he's crap. <laughs> what is it? Is a Samson? Is he? He needs, he needs to speak with Wayne Rooney about getting a hair transplant. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like. Tom Huddleston for us, as soon as he cut his hair, he's been absolutely gash. Um, you know, grow the hair back, yeah. Get on it. Um, the other, the other, I guess, uh, top of the table clash we had on the weekend was between Palace and Man City, of all teams. But um, we were chatting a bit about it last week, Boyan, about the um, the two stories of the season so far, I guess, in, in mid-table clubs doing better than expected and Man City sort of running away with it. And it almost lived up to both with Palace almost getting a draw against Man City, but sure enough, they got a last-minute goal to, to set them on their way. And they probably deserved the draw. You know? I thought, I mean, City, in hindsight, those are the kind of games that win your championships. So we're just quite, obviously, hard to... 
to say, but Palace can definitely feel pretty stiff from coming away um, from there without a draw at least. Um, but do you see the, the firepower they've got at City? Jesus, bringing De Bruyne off the bench. Do you think he's going he's gonna to put up with that for, for long? Going from the star man at Wolfsburg, I mean, they, maybe it's all agreed and it's a transitioning phase. Yeah, I assume it'd be phasing him in. But this guy's like, you know, debatably the best, well, behind Aguero. It's, might be I mean, the best player on their side. That's the thing. The thing about City, though, is that they have a massive reliance on Aguero and Silva. Oh. Who both who both essentially missed that game. With I mean, Aguero missed, you know, he played the first 20 minutes or 30 minutes and, I mean, and, dis- and Silva missed the whole game. Despite, Despite spending, what, a billion or so, <laughs> they really are a two-man team. <laughs> we can't talk too much about that, mate. What was that, sorry? The defensive, te- the defense, the defense line's been pretty good though, keeping keeping it clean. Yeah, I mean they haven't conceded a goal yet. Fernand, is it Fernandinho? He's playing quite well. Yeah, he's been playing quite well, and he scored a couple of goals of his own. And um, companies, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, during preseason, company looked well and truly cooked, and he's come back in and, and slotted in seamlessly, really. He talked to Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett imparted magic. Yeah. Uh, Before I talk, did you watch any of the midnight games? Uh, I saw a bit of Palace. I saw a bit of Palace City. Well, more towards the end. I thought Palace. Well, I thought Palace was really unlucky with that. But football's a game of ninety minutes and a little bit extra. And uh, unfortunately, it did feel a bit like us. You did. You did everything right, but. Just not enough to take home the points, unfortunately. But uh, Crystal Palace should keep their head up. They're doing pretty well, and I expect their run to continue. Uh, for the other games, I re- I honestly really didn't get a chance to see, aside from a few highlights. I have been keeping some tabs on Stoke, and I have to admit, if your best keeper is ja- if if your best player is Jack Butland, and in a two 0 losing effort, you, your team well. You're in all sorts of trouble. That team does not. That team has not gelled at all. It's amazing, really. You'd think that the players that they've brought in, the calibre that they've brought in, they should be basically replicating Palace's sort of start, but they've really struggled. I mean, but it's not. It's not FIFA. Yeah, you can't just you can't just plug all these different kinds of players in. Well, I mean, they I mean, seem to be going after the same sort of player. I mean, like I think we're talking pre-season. They're bringing in a lot of Barcelona and Real Madrid youth prospects, so. They should theoretically be playing a similar sort of style. And who's their coach? <laughs> well, he had, a, he had a pretty decent season last year. What are like, they doing at Guardiola? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be looking for work soon enough. About Jurgen Klopp, maybe? Yeah. But Stoke, they started that game as bad as any other team. Like Arsenal should have been... They could have won this game by 10 goals. <laughs> and that's being legit. They could have scored five in the first 20 minutes. Alone, if Walcott can actually finish, but he's a donkey, so he can't. I mean, but again, it does still lack Arsenal's Arsene's great problems, which is a no world class forward, and b their midfield's still a bit flaky at the back. It'll be interesting to see how Arsenal go, and obviously, we'll, actually, we might move on now. Then it seems a decent enough time as any to chat about the Champions League results of the um, last two mornings and. Arsenal suffered another loss uh, in the Champions League uh, to Dinamo Zagreb. Um, so I think there was a comment made that I think uh, Wenger's now clocked up 50 Champions League losses. Which... Actually, three. <laughs> what was it's it, sorry? Actually, he's actually conceded 53 because 53. He's, uh, his 89, 88, 89 season with Monaco does not count for some, re- some, for some weird reason. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe it's 50, is it 50 losses with Arsenal? Yeah, uh, for Monaco and Arsenal. He's lost 46 with Arsenal. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a strange one then. Um, how, how, how have we seen the English clubs start to the Champions League? Oh. A bit crap. Well, United, we played perfectly, actually. We played pretty well. It just we didn't score. Everything was fine, but we just didn't take our chances as well as on top of Luke Shaw's leg being broken in two places, which is 
mm. a bit shit. I mean, that just killed the team. I mean, as soon as that happened, I'm like, yeah, well, we're going to lose this. So he, he's, I think they were saying he's out for nine months, was announced today. It's, it's six oh, yeah. months. Six months to back to training, plus another three weeks of getting fit, so we're looking at late April. Which is pretty disappointing for the kid, because he's had a pretty good start to the season. Yeah, it's fine. Absolutely, absolutely fine. So, like, it's really pretty... Like, he's... He had a tough kind of first year, and he got uh, at the club after, obviously, the, the big move. Um... Huge price tag, and he's on. He's really been flying, doing incredibly well. And yeah, to have this happen to him, what he's only just turned twenty or something. Yeah. You just hope. You just hope that he can come back from it. Some blokes do uh, come back, and it really doesn't have too much of, too much of a long term effect on their careers. Some guys don't. Some guys, it's it can be a huge mental obstacle to overcome for him and then never quite hit that, I guess, their full potential. But hopefully he can. Man City losing as well was about as predictable as, um, you know, sun, sun setting. Um, even though they went up 1-0 through a company goal, which probably shouldn't have stood, uh, Juventus got the, got over them in the end. Company was all over Chiellini. How the bloody hell did they not do better yeah. than 3 uh, It's an interesting one. And then they gave. Um, they just got to give. They've got to give the city fans a little bit of hope before they crush it. You know. A little they've bit. Not of hope. Ad- they've not adapted well to Europe. I mean, mentally as the whole club, they're just. I mean, they're just not European giants. They're just not a Champions League. It's just such a bizarre one because they can go from you know not conceding a single goal through the first five games of the Premier League season, um, sitting on top of the table. You know, full of confidence, you'd think. Um, yes, Juve are a brilliant side, but uh, at home, 1-0 up, you'd think that they'd be able to close it out to some extent. Let's not As... forget that Juve hasn't exactly been in good form either. They've, I think they've only gathered about what is it, four points or something so far, so they weren't in hot form. So this really should have gone to City's way, but wow, really... Well, it just hasn't. It just hasn't clicked. It's not the same. That same Juve side as last year. Don't forget. There's no Tevez. There's no Vidal. A couple of others have gone from that from that side too. That yeah. defense is an, is another another year older as well. But they just they just switched off. Like they, you can't give blokes like Paul Podra that much room. And then they gave, gave him room for the, for that cro- for that cross into Mandzukic. Mansucic is between the two um, centre halves, and neither of them tracked him down at all. And and then they just there was just far too much space for that. That was a beautiful finish. There's just something completely wrong with how English teams are now going into Europe. You would expect, uh, at the rate they're going, that one of the Champions League spots will be gone by the end of the season. No. Uh, Arsenal, will, <laughs> Arsenal will still get into the last 16 and then go, lose to a German team. That's a given. City will expect to get into the last 16. United probably will after a shaky start. Chelsea will probably go deep because this is what Jose do. It's just... like My theory is that because the Premier League is now getting that much money, which means the lower clubs are getting more players in, like better quality players I means you can't really rest key players on the Premier League for a European match day now. So let yes. me ask you a question, Cookie. Do you yeah. think Arsenal went in this morning to win that game or to rotate the squad to ensure that they'd be better prepared for this weekend's game against Chelsea? I reckon they rotated it. That was usually you expect Arsenal to go in, win the game like 2 0, then just. Ease, get two early goals and ease it through, but they just didn't give really give a shit. No, they didn't. And then, ironically, of the four of the four English sides, Chelsea were the ones to get the win. I mean, it, it is probably highlighting how much how much money the Premier League's getting. I mean, 
next year when the new deal starts, who's going to earn more money, the 20th ranked side or Barcelona? Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, you know. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. 20th place side? Oh, come on, we'll, oh, be, we'll, be, we'll be fifth, fourth, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, probably the other... other um, comment to make about the Champions League games was the stunning equaliser from Roma against Barcelona. Um, I don't think we see you'll see a better goal this, better goal this season um, than that one. Liverpool fans will disagree. <laughs> well, of course, they'll disagree with anything, really. The sky's blue. Oh, no, it's not loud. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so we'll move on then and, and uh, preview the next set of games because we do start with a, a cracker that we've just alluded to in, in uh, Chelsea up against Arsenal. And um, Mourinho does have a pretty outstanding record against Wenger, but do we reckon this might be the time that Wenger will finally get one over him? And if he does get a good board, what was that, sorry? The board. If, if, if this, if Jose does lose, I can't imagine the pressure. I mean, it's going to be immense. Well, I mean, um, if Stoke beat you guys, um, or else, you know, if Stoke, Sunderland, or Newcastle get a win, um, really, and Newcastle's playing Watford, and okay. Sunderland's playing um, Bournemouth, well, geez, you know, they could both get wins there, and, and Chelsea could suddenly be in nineteenth place. So there's a huge amount of pressure on on Mourinho getting some sort of result in this game, and even if he doesn't, if he if he doesn't get a win, I think he'd still be in nineteenth. A draw might not be good enough. If he plays Ivanovic, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'll get yeah, no, no, no. I'm 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 with you. Sanchez and Özil, whatever people say about Özil, he'll just treat Ivanovic like an absolute statue. But they will destroy him. If he plays him, he's got to play this Raman kid. Yeah, did did Raman start in the um, Champions League game? He did. He did. Yeah. And you know who else started? Who? Ruben Loftus Cheek. And what was their result? Four zip, and that's oh. including a Hazard penalty. That bloke, which he missed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see? It was like oh, I saw the Chris faith Waddles cartoon recreation. Yeah. All over again. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. He was playing rugby. His, his 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 head's all over the place at the moment. I've heard now. Now this is from an unusual source, but I've heard that he's had a massive falling out with Mourinho, and that he asked to leave at the end of last season. Don't know if it's true. Unusual well, the, source. The way he started this season, I mean, you could put some sort of credence in that, but um, it's he's certainly struggled. He doesn't like. The lack of flexibility with Jose's tactics. And he wants to play number 10, not on the left wing. But you hear that with so many of the big clubs now. I mean, there's been rumours at United as well with Rooney and um, was it Carrick going to Van Hal about his tactics as well. I think in this this age of where everything is so precise and training and training methods and tactics are so precise that the players are getting pretty frustrated with a lack of freedom. And, um, you know, you just look at a side like Leicester, for instance, when they, they put Mares in the middle, you know, centre of the, the park and basically let him go for it. Um, and he sets up two goals, one of them being the winner, winning goal of the match. Um, you need to allow some sort of creativity in the side to really let those sorts of players flourish. As, yeah, pretty much the only two players in the world who have absolute freedom are Messi and Ronaldo. And again, I do think, like, didn't Hazard come out a few weeks ago saying, oh, I couldn't score as much as Messi and Ronaldo due to, like, my mental thinking? And the fact he can't shoot from outside the box. That too, but I reckon there's probably some belief in that rumor because Hazard doesn't seem like. He seemed like a player who would really enjoy football 10 years ago where he could just be a number 10 and just knock himself out, have fun, no worries. That's that's very true. He doesn't seem to be enjoying it so much, which has got to be important to some to some. You would think... Would you th- Who would you reckon Abramovich would be more uh, keen to keep at the club? Hazard or Mourinho? I think Hazard. Wouldn't you say Hazard's like the... the... Jewel in the crown there? 
Oh, yeah, I know. I'd agree. I mean, it just depends how strong his relationship is with Mourinho at the moment after, well, after delivering them the Premier League. Right now, you'd have to say... Well, I'd say that he's probably would rather ditch Mourinho. If Chelsea were top undefeated, you'd say, well, you know, Hazard really needs to... Pull his finger out, pull, yeah. Yeah, pull into line and, and sort things out or he'll be gone. But the way they're going... But you could say the way they're going is the way they're going could be more down to the players um, not agreeing with Mourinho rather than anything Mourinho himself is doing wrong. If you if you get my meaning, I mean, you know, if you cut someone like Hazard loose because he won't fall into line, then maybe the team and you know you, you get rid of Ivanovic as well, and maybe the side will start performing better. But I, I agree. I mean, I reckon Mourinho is probably the one who's more um, easy to replace, so to speak, because I mean, it's a lot easier to get a high-caliber manager into a club like Chelsea than to replace someone like Hazard. I mean, Mourinho... And Mourinho has been a bit... He's been mopey ever since he got denied the United job, which he won't say, but that really (laughs) did cut deep with him. Uh, And look, guys, I mean, I suppose if if Abramovich is in the mood of replacing Chelsea managers with former Chelsea managers, uh, you know, there is another one sitting around in the Premier League doing all right that he could bring in uh, until the end of the season. Hands off. Full circle. Full circle. He's not coming back. (laughs) He can always get Rafa again. That was a lovely relationship then. Yeah, well, he'll be be gone from Madrid soon enough. He'll be going to Liverpool. (laughs) Yeah. How did that pay out? Oh, paid geez. it out in his first season at Madrid and then rushed up at Chelsea. Yeah. Huge coin to France. I'll sack the man with great he, character. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, Rafa. Just going along. Waiting those living off, Waiting those tables. Living off this uh, reputation he forged at um, Liverpool about being able to do quite well on a short purse string, which is a complete fabrication. Um, and he just goes into these clubs and destroys them and gets paid out, and then it's just on to the next one. Repeat the process, yeah. <laughs> I'm a good like manager. In, Inter and Napoli, you both just... Oh, one had just won the, won the treble and was just absolutely cooked by the time he got kicked out. Napoli had such potential and had done strike force. Ruined that. Who's next? Real Madrid. Well, I actually... I don't mind Madrid so much. I don't mind. I don't really particularly like Perez. Some people really like Top Club either. But uh... <laughs> there's just something about Madrid I just don't like. I mean, um, arrogance. I think it's the it's the arrogance. I mean, Ronaldo. And, I mean, I I don't mind Bale. So he's sort of swinging that a little bit. But um, Ronaldo being the face of the club, I suppose, and just the way they go about their business just doesn't rub me the right way. I guess. I think your fans have got something to do with it, just turning on, just turning on players just for one minor game, and yeah, that's not that's not a good look. As fans, you want to get behind the players, but Madrid Madrid fans, you either perform or you're going to get called, you're going to get called names. You're going to get uh, what was it? What happened? I think something happened to uh, Bale's car last season. Was it? Did it get keyed or something? I think I think something like so, that. Happened. Yeah, something happened. Yeah. You're a club legend, you'll be forced out of the club, crying. <laughs> Your current goalkeeper, you'll be forced out of the club. Well, we didn't, goalkeeper, we didn't touch on this last week, um, Bojan, so we've got an opportunity now, I suppose, to, to quickly go back over the um, De Gea transfer, or lack thereof. Um, Before you do, just remember, yeah. the current goalkeeper has got, I think, four clean sheets, and that's Madrid's best for a very long time, so uh, I don't think Real regret that decision at all. Well, that's just Benitez's uh, good management because he doesn't concede more than two goals in a game all season. I think. <laughs> I think that was that stat. Moving, moving quickly from that though. Uh, let's, let's let's go back over right. the um, day of transfer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely uh, fantastic. And if you were told any United fan at the start of the window, and you can go back through all the posts saying that they're absolutely crazy, that at the end of the window, De Gea would stay and then sign a four-year deal with an option of a fifth year, they would have laughed in your face and said you completely lost your mind. Yeah, Madrid 
tried getting him for free by stuffing by stuffing up the transfers. And then they came out with a false lot of, oh, this is what we did, blah, blah, blah. Then United said, no, you're wrong. I, I mean, think it says it all when Real's the one that is saying that they're not going to appeal. Um, you can come out with all the bluster you want, but if you then say you're not going to appeal it, it kind of gives the game away, I think. Yep. And that means De Gea's pissed at Madrid, which means they'll be forking out quite a lot of money. Talking about, <laughs> I'm thinking £50 million, pounds, maybe. Well, I was going to ask, does his new contract have a buyout clause in it? it word is it doesn't. Okay. That's a bit interesting, actually. I thought it would have been one of the um, conditions he'd have put on signing a new deal. But there might be a um, gentleman's agreement in there, okay. but that kind of stuff, you know, it really actually gets out in countries where you don't have to publish it. And a good example of that would be this whole Suarez 40 million stuff, which is agent supposedly told Arsenal that was the buyout when it turns out he didn't have one. So, yeah, I'm not... 40 million and one pound. <laughs> 40 million and one pound. But to be honest, like, my, even if, if Real offered 50 million in January or at, at next summer, my preference would be to keep him because finding keepers of that, that quality is incredibly difficult. I mean, he's the second best keeper in the world. I don't, I don't care what price it is, really. I'd rather just keep him. Higher. Fair enough. Um, we'll, we'll run quickly through the um, ten games then, and we'll get a score prediction from each of you. So we'll we'll start with Chelsea and Arsenal. One nil Arsenal. I'd say three nil. Three nil Arsenal. Three nil Arsenal. Okay. If I attack. And I'll I'm, say. Sorry. Sorry. I'll say two nil. Two-nil Arsenal, jeez. I might go I'm one. I'm never right with these predictions, by the way. What's that, sorry? You're never, you're never right I said with I'm never right with these predictions. Well, it just means it'll be four-nil Arsenal, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I might go... Oh, it, it, it really does depend on that Chelsea lineup, doesn't it, whether Ivanovic starts. Um, I might go two-nil Arsenal as well, just to um, just to really set the cat amongst the pigeons. If they lost a third game at um, Stanford... Is it, would it be the third loss at Stanford Bridge of the season? Oh, shit. I think. <laughs> uh, I that. Yeah. Mourinho so that... goes two seasons consecutively without without a home loss. I think the loss to Sunderland two seasons ago at home was their first loss at Stanford Bridge under Mourinho. That, that was correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be pretty interesting if um, if Arsenal <laughs> win this one. Uh, we've got a Midlands uh, derby next up between Aston Villa and West Brom. Um, how do you guys see this one going? I think we're going to see a lot of cards. Yeah. <laughs> I just have it. It's these, these, this, this is a really heated derby. They're not, they're not they're each other's first preference for a rival, but uh, when these two get together, it's, oh, it's going to be quite messy. I, I, I expect to see some action with this one. I'm a little surprised not many people have had any interest in this one, but uh, then again, I guess it's. One. Both sides are tracking pretty ordinarily, so uh, there might not be an expectation of many goals in it, but um, at least one red card would make it interesting. Maybe maybe 2-1 to West Brom, I'm feeling. I'm feeling Aston Villa will probably win 1-0. Tactics team to put them over the line. 2-1 Villa. I like Adbon Lahore, and I like that new striker they got from Blackburn. It's, Just that, yeah, yeah. It's it's very Route One, but it's a kind of you know in these kind of big well, in these derbies between two clubs that can't play football, <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be pretty important. And I'm going to say one all for this one. Alrighty. Uh, next up, it's Bournemouth against Sunderland, and I think we're all well. I'm I'm rooting for a Sunderland win just to edge Chelsea closer to that relegation zone. Well, it won't really matter when Arsenal win three nil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they'll be down there on points difference anyway. But I'll, I'll go for for Bournemouth because uh, yeah, Sunderland can piss off down the championship for all I care. Both sides would really want to win because I don't. I think Sunderland doesn't have a win yet, and Bournemouth. I mean, they got that win against West Ham, but um, and that draw against Leicester. But um, they they'd want to start picking up a few more points. 
because uh, they've had a bit of a slow start despite some pretty favourable fixtures. I think I think I think our game against them really gutted them. They lost both Mings and Gradle. Gradle was one of their most creative players, and uh, I think that's really done. I think that's really done them. I don't think they'll they'll well. I think they've got a bit of a bad run for a for at least a few games. I think they'll they'll really be after January the January window here. So I'm predicting Sunderland will win one 0 uh, cookie. I'm probably going to go with Bournemouth to win two 0 because again Sunderland they serve no purpose in this league. <laughs> they can be pissed off. <laughs> uh, and then next up is Newcastle against Watford. So we've got both um, Tynewear sides playing promoted clubs. Um, what I mean, they're both struggling for goals at the moment, really. So this probably has nil nil written all over it. I agree with that notion, nil all. Yeah. Is Mitrovic back or is he still suspended? Um, I'm not sure. He might be back. I think it might have only been a one-game ban because it was the second yellow, I think, not a um, straight red. No, it was a straight red against Arsenal, wasn't it? Was it? I thought. Oh, maybe it was, actually. I yeah. thought it might have been a second yellow. So, um, it, so he might not be back yet. No, it's straight I red. Yeah, uh, I want... Watford to win, so I'll pick Newcastle one 0 and I'll reverse jinx <laughs> the hell out of them. <laughs> you would expect Newcastle to win. I mean, this should have more quality than Watford, but again, it's Newcastle, so Watford one nil. Uh, and then the big one, uh, Leicester against Stoke. Um, can Leicester continue their their winning start to the season? Uh, undefeated still. Challenging Man City for top spot. Well, as of because Man City lost, I think I don't want to. I don't, I'm, I'm actually going to shut up. I don't want to jinx it. But uh, oh, the, honestly, uh, Stoke. I think this is going to be a really gritty battle. If they bring, I'm a little worried if they bring Crouch to start because we don't exactly do well in the height department. I'm expecting Ujoa to start the game. In fact, I probably would. I probably would say. The team that got us over the line. Again, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, I would yeah. think that's what we're going to start. But at the same time, I feel like Inla is going to be a really deciding factor. Sir. But but Conte's been really great. So has Drinkwater. Uh, it's going to be really tough to see who's going to be in that midfield. But uh, oh, I, I, as I said, if Crouch starts, I don't think we're going to keep a clean sheet for this one. I mean, so, your li- yeah, I think there'll be a lot to see from your lineup in terms of how your mentality is going away from home. Um, whether, like you say, whether you start with that lineup that you finish the game against Villa with and sort of go for um, scoring more goals than than you can see, it's sort of sort of tactics, or whether you go a bit more cautiously and look to sort of smash and grab it. I think we're going to see similar tactics to what we saw against West Ham. I expect us. To have a re- a really good period of dominance, I think we're going to get about two, three goals in the space of about twenty minutes in the first half. Then Stokes is going to come back, and they're going to well, they're going to try bring us down. I can see this game finishing. Ooh, I'm going to say three-one in our favour. They're going to be they're going to be coming they're going to be coming back real strong. But I have faith in the defence. Expect to see some magic from uh, Ranieri for the subs. You'd expect Leicester to win this Stoke up just not a good football team, so 2-0. Oh, God. Bayern? 2-0 Stoke, Shakiri and Crouch. <laughs> Time to see, <laughs> see Shakiri step up. Um, oh, I might go 2-1 to Leicester. I think, yeah, maybe Crouch will score for them. Uh, and Leicester will manage manage a couple of goals, hopefully hopefully through Mares. I wouldn't mind, to see, mind seeing that. Um... Then we've got Everton up against Swansea, and, and now Swansea lost last time out to Watford in a pretty surprising reverse. I mean, uh, Swansea had started the season pretty well, and, and IU and Gomez are in pretty decent form, and Watford managed to keep a clean sheet against them. So actually done pretty well defensively. If there's one thing they've done well, that's just, well, keep it really tight at the back. And 
well, considering their strike force, if you looked at Watford, you'd actually be surprised that, yeah, it's their defence they're standing yeah. up rather than the infamous Deeney. So I, I would have thought Deeney would be having a similar season to Austin last season, but he hasn't quite managed it. Yeah. I think uh, Everton, Everton have really have really stepped up since, well, I gave them a bit of a roast in that first uh, video, but... Uh, <laughs> In that first, uh, that first episode, they have got some. They still have four, I think, four more difficult games after that, including United, Liverpool, and Arsenal to follow this game. And I think um, two of those are away games as well. So yeah, Liverpool think, and Arsenal should be pretty tough. Yeah, I think they really want to. They really want to get some points against Swansea here. And uh, honestly, I think they can. I think I think they'll take. I think they'll take a two-one. I'm probably going to go. I'm, it's a one-all draw, I would say. I mean, both sides are good, but again, both sides can be defensively flaky at times. So, again, one-all draw. Greeno Everton, Stephen Naismith, bat-to-bat hat-tricks. <laughs> Cheers. Um, I'll say 3-1 to Swansea. I reckon they'll... They'll get back to winning ways at home. Um, they've been pretty solid there. Um, Man City up against West Ham. Um, City with the loss midweek to Juve. Um, West Ham, can they finally not get a red card? They seem to manage that every second week at this at, the, at this stage. I think this one might actually be closer than... I think this might be Man City's toughest challenge yet to be honest I could just West Ham seem to pick up against the bigger teams for, for some weird reason they drop it they drop it against what seems to be the easy ones but they pick up I can see them I can actually see them being the first ones to get that elusive goal against City but the question is is that going to be enough Man City might be a little tight might be a little tight I think no they no it was a home game but I think there might be a little bit of fatigue in the legs it's going to be a close one. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be 2-1 Man City. Yeah, I probably feel the same. I mean, Man City are probably just... They're probably the best side in the league, so you'd expect them to beat West Ham 2-0. West Ham to have a player sent off and then City to run right and win 4-0. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I'll probably go City... 3-1, I reckon I could see a West Ham goal. Uh, they might score one early to sort of scare City a bit, and I think Toure and, and Aguero might um, settle the ship a bit. Um, the next game is a London derby with Spurs coming up against Crystal Palace, and this one's actually quite an interesting one because I'd almost almost put Palace as favourites in that one. Jeez, oh, that's a really big call. At White Hart Lane as well. Well, I mean, have you seen the way Spurs have started the season? I mean, they barely got over the line against Sunderland, and I think that was their first win of the season. Uh, whereas Palace, I mean, they went to they went to Stamford Bridge and got the win. Um, so they, I don't think White Hart Lane's any more intimidating. Not true, but I think they'd be a little more confident if this was in Croydon than uh, than North London. To be honest, uh, I can't see. Uh, as I said, that they think this is the one Kane's going to get it. I honestly can't. I honestly can't see. Crystal Palace will try to keep it tight. I think. I think Tottenham will scrape away with a draw. I mean, as you said, Tottenham haven't looked flash. Palace have looked pretty good, but uh, there's, I think there's some there's some sort of fierce determination from Tottenham to try prove a point, and uh, that we'll get the point here. I'd say uh, one all. Um. Uh, I'd probably say Palace one nil. Nil nil. Anyone that plays in the complete shit part. I I'll say two one to Palace with Sacco scoring a late winner, because he's looked pretty impressive for them so far. Um, and then we've got the Liverpool Norwich game, and I I tell you what, Norwich would be very very happy to see Luis Suarez lining up in Barcelona colours. Um, means that they're a little bit more of a chance of getting something out of these games. No hat-trick menace lurking. Um, Liverpool at home should get the result, you'd expect? Uh, 
I'm actually going to disagree with this one, to be honest. <laughs> I know that's a really that's a really big call, but no, it's fine. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it. You can say it. <laughs> Norwich has got. I think Norwich has got a lot more fight than what most people gave him. Game for even without the big transfers, they're, they're still getting the results there. Liverpool, Liverpool look all sorts of shaky, and they're, and they're coming off a Europa game as well, I believe. So uh, yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm not entirely convinced of their strike force and and their and their defense, obviously. But oh, I think Norwich. I think Norwich can do it two one. This when we saw doing up ten scouse accents. <laughs> but, uh, Liverpool look complete rubbish, but they're getting Coutinho back. And if Rogers plays a lineup that is good and not full of good characters, they it's should. A big win. if. It's a big if. Big if. <laughs> nobody, nobody will win at this game. Football will be the loser. Nil or draw. Don't bother watching it. <laughs> Watch that's the game that will be on another channel. That's a bit harsh on Norwich, isn't it? What did they do? <laughs> well, it's more the fact that Liverpool's that shit. Dragging them drag, into it. That they're going to drag them down to their level and beat them in experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to earn a lot of hate from the Liverpool boys, I'll tell you that. Right? Yeah, I mean, the anti-Liverpool sentiment on here was predictably going to come from <laughs> Bojan and Cookie, but uh, <laughs> prior Tuck, I wasn't expecting <laughs> it from your quarters. I don't hate Liverpool. <laughs> I don't mind them. I just, I just feel that Norwich, Norwich feels a lot more energetic, and they've yeah. got something good going on there. Liverpool haven't exactly had the best couple of games recently, and they're going to be a bit tired. And look, I'm sure they'll pick up. I'm sure they'll pick up, but I don't think now's the time. Bayern. Norwich 1-0, DJ and Lovren own drop. <laughs> Look, I actually reckon... Rodgers yeah. to get the ass. And did you hear the rumour today that FSG are looking to sell? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I heard the rumour that they were actually that Rodgers got called into a meeting in, how was it, Boston? Or an international break? All mm. right. Ominous. So, I... Jurgen Klopp, if you are listening... <laughs> Don't of course go he's listening. There. Of course he's listening. Um, Don't look, go I actually... there. Hold out, hold out for the Chelsea job next week. <laughs> I actually reckon um, this is the sort of game Benteke might take by the scruff of his neck, of the of the neck, and um, I, I'm tipping a Benteke hat trick and, and Liverpool to win four nil. So, Ooh. yeah, well, he might he, he might well have one, uh, and and obviously the final game of the weekend isn't probably worth talking about so we might leave it there <laughs> um it's a it's southampton up against united so so what do you guys reckon about on that one oh, these games these games i don't particularly like it when we play southampton but i will oh jesus now we got no sure uh i'll hope for a 2-1 2-1 win I'll hope for a few things. Number one, Rojo is played at centre. Has played at a left back instead of Blind. Keep the Mike and Blind partnership together, and hopefully Schneiderlin will start. And yeah, hopefully we can win two nil or one nil. Just scrappy, get a goal and defend and keep possession for ninety minutes. It's all about the philosophy and the football drop. <laughs> you're not, you guys are not going to allow me to say anything negative about United, are you? No. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. It's not their podcast. It's mine. Go for it. <laughs> oh, gee. Um, well, to be honest, I think I think United have looked all right. They've done what they've needed to do, just get those points and just keep ticking along. So far, 10 points in third, looking pretty good. But uh, I don't know. South Look, I don't, it's, I don't know if it's me, but I mean, you've obviously been doing a good job taking their players and all that. But <laughs> this Southampton doesn't feel Little, like say it doesn't feel like the same side from the last no. two years. There's something there's something that they've lost. I think um, you know you get to that point where you've lost so many players that um, 
there is going to be it's, that inevitable drop-off to some extent. It's simple. We took the good players, some of the guns, <laughs> no, and we'll the Liverpool board everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> it will be interesting to see how Southampton and Liverpool back up from um, Europa. That'll be uh, an interesting element. So I actually think that'll... Southampton around, I believe. Oh, yeah, of course. So why are they the Sunday game? Uh, because of the League Cup games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, I see. Okay. That, that's... That's an interesting one. Okay, I sorry, I saw Spurs, Liverpool, and Southampton, and immediately thought Europa. But no, you're right; they got knocked out. So um, I, I'll probably go United two-one. Just to, they've got that extra bit of strength, and I think Pele will probably score for um, Southampton. I didn't know Pele played for Southampton. <laughs> well, Pele, Pele. <laughs> the, 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 the pronunciation's always uh, very precise, isn't it? Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure certain fans would love Pele. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna say one nil United. They're gonna scrape through again. Keep it. Up. Keep keep. Why why change a good thing? Just keep it ticking along. Yeah. Anyway, uh, any any closing thoughts, boys? I just hope a uh, tough. Get, well, this is for well for um, I think for everyone because we've got in a lot of games coming in now. So. Uh, there might be we might be seeing some tied legs as we get until as we get to the international break. Uh, Leicester Leicester have got three games, uh, sorry, four games from now until the end. I think United have United has United has an extra one. You've guys got a uh, a Champions League game just before your last game, I believe. So um, it's all about good it's all about good man management here. Just try to well try to find the right lineups to get the job done, I suppose. So uh, hopefully, well, we've got Ranieri, we've got some good depth. So hopefully, we we keep this good run going, and uh, well, hopefully, United can do the same, eh? Champions League, yep. eh? Remember what that was like last year, Liverpool fans? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and meanwhile, for Hull, we 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 got a we got a win um, this morning. Actually, uh, was it this? No, it was yesterday morning. I've lost track of my days, uh, which was a pretty good win over Cardiff, but. Lost on the weekend to Brighton, so it was a bit of a mixed bag for us. But um, tracking along relatively okay, so let's see how the um, next couple of weeks progress. Um, I think you want, as I this early on with the championship, you want to try to keep this form going as much as, much as possible because you'll find that the top one or two are going to break away really quickly. Yeah. You well, don't... Brighton's already doing that to an extent. Um, so losing to them was was a probably a pretty big hit. Um, out of the two games, you know, I'd, I'd probably have swapped and, and taken the win over Brighton and the loss over Cardiff um, to keep them in that pack, as you're saying. Five points ahead of Middlesbrough and Burn- Burnley. Yeah, Burnley, Burnley tracking along pretty well as well. Um, our, I mean, our, our form's been a bit mixed, but if Modi Army um, got a goal and an assist yesterday morning, so if he can um, step back up, like I was chatting in the last podcast with Boyan. Um, that would be very good signs indeed. And, and Hernandez now has three and five, so he's seems to have found his goal-scoring boots as well. So uh, hopefully positive signs for, for the rest of the season. Well, that's what you want That's what you want to see, especially as a uh, promotion contender. So uh, keep at it. Thanks very much. Um, well, thanks very much, boys, for coming on tonight. No worries. Yep, thanks, thanks. Uh, and thanks to everyone for listening in. Uh, hopefully your team wins this weekend. Uh, and until next time, we'll see you on the forums.